submissive woman do for her man? Everything. What does that mean? You know, like packing his bag, unpacking his bag, um, just making sure all the things that he wants. And I, I pretty much read his mind. So it's like if I know you and I study you, like I know how you are in the morning. I know how you are about midday. I know when you're in this mood, what you need. Like before you can ever ask me for something, I'm already on it. I mean, he's spoiled. And you know, when I talk to my girlfriends about it, they're always like, oh, how are you guys doing? And I'm just like, girl, he's rotten. I'm like, he's spoiled rotten. Like, he's rotten. But I love that. Like, I want him to be that. I think my biggest flex is how I treat my man. And I've been known to love people back to health. And sometimes it's very draining. But my love is my superpower. And I used to hate that about myself. But now it's like, I'm just embracing it. Like, that's who I am. Like, if I love you, I can heal you. It's your joy. It is my joy. You know, I, I love to see him eating the meal that I cooked. I love seeing him sleep easy. Every night, like clockwork, I scratch this man's back to sleep. And I know when he's asleep because I can tell when his breathing changes. And some people might think that's psychotic, but that's like, I just know that's when I'm like, oh, I can stop now. But I find joy in being your rest, you know? So know what that means. And, and that works for us because he wants what I have to offer. What are you getting from I didn't even hear that the first time. Really? So full disclosure, everybody, I fucked up. <laughs> all right? Y'all know I'm about being honest. <laughs> I fucked up. So all this time that I've been talking shit about Dolo running the board and shit, <laughs> I fucked up. So but shout outs to him being at home geek squad. That's all love. And uh, for your patience, I appreciate you. Um, you want your back scratched? <laughs> nah, I mean, I do like my back scratched, but... <laughs> It's not a necessity. Does she need to know how you're thinking? No. <laughs> how many miles is on your car? It's not that deep. Do you need your air filter changed? <laughs> <laughs> that was highly disturbing. Like, the more that I keep listening to it, I don't ever want to hear this yeah, again. The whole healing part is a little disturbing. That was, that was where you lost Because you me. shouldn't be someone's place to heal. They should already come healed. Not I'm not going to say completely healed, but. Or at least actively working towards that. Right, right. And yeah. Nothing, nothing's wrong. That was, like, hella weird. Like, I... Uh, yeah Mm-mm. the whole submission sub, mm, submissive conversation is always weird right well i think we kind of talked about it like i said off air um submission could definitely be used as a negative connotation right um and we kind of gave a broke down a breakdown excuse me before of you know if someone's paying the bills and you are relinquishing your rights to like Choosing not to save your money, not to get yourself together, not yeah. to get right. So to give you an idea of what we were talking about, so pretty much um, Suki asked me what I thought about submissiveness. And to me, I feel like it goes both ways. Uh, the example I gave, like, if a man is paying all the bills in the house and he's not home, clearly his woman is taking care of home. Mm-hmm. But he's submitting to whatever is being done at home without his knowledge. So that means wherever she goes to shop for food, wherever she goes to get furniture, um, if they have children, she's probably taking care of the doctor visits, the uh, schooling. She's indulging in more than just being at home. So it's not really like you're at home and you're not working. You may not be getting paid, but yes, you are still doing something. And he has to submit and trust that she can operate in a way that's beneficial to the family. 
Big purr. I think that was way better than the last time when we <laughs> fucked up. So, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. championing that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, definitely. I think there's mutual submission for couples. Um, I'm also one of those people that I don't really get into people's dynamics because um, that's something you said earlier. Like, what works for you may not work for this person. Exactly. Whatever works for and, them works for them. And I really want people to start understanding, like, each scenario has its own ups and downs it's pros and cons like if yeah if you're dating a man that's paying all the bills hopefully he's emotionally stable not narcissistic in any way but if you're dealing with a guy who has control issues you're probably going to have problems in that area in that relationship if you're going into a relationship where it's 50 50 there may be some holidays that are missed you know because his check didn't come that week depending on how he spends his money if he lives check to check and of course last but not least most women don't deal with the man that's broke but if you're dealing with the man that's broke uh, i don't really see no pros in that <laughs> but uh maybe he you know treats you well emotionally but yeah that money it's a problem we don't like broke niggas here i feel you on that. <laughs> y'all know what it is be up everybody this is the abp show normally you were used to hearing dolo's voice but bitch i'm here i'm the girl today so i'm suki and i'm joined by our lovely bonus co-host today what's your name they call me tony oh <laughs> you can find me on instagram at it's Westside tone yeah give me a follow I mean, all I do is work out and post my kids mostly, but... Ain't nothing wrong with that. Content coming soon. Right. It's nothing out here in the streets but Casamigos and hookah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying, though. It's trifling hookah out. lounges, man. It's trifling out this bitch. I seen somebody post something about it being like a, the new Newport. Yeah. <laughs> I actually found tobacco-free shisha. Okay. So I've been, like, smoking that for, like, quite some time now. And it also has CBD in it, too. Oh. Um, but it's pretty Relaxed. dope. Yes. It's pretty dope. Um, I couldn't do – I could do hookah, but not too much. It had to be limited. Right. Um, because after a while, my ass would get dizzy as hell. Oh, trust me. I understand. Yeah. When I first did it, I didn't feel well. Ooh. And too much of anything – you know, it's never good for it's you. Never good. Yeah. It's like four wings and fries. Oh yeah, it's weakness. <laughs> chicken, chicken, what twelve dollars a chicken box now? <laughs> never thought I would see the day. right. And then restaurants, these new black-owned restaurants, you know, where you pay for more of the IG experience mm -hmm. than the actual like food being good. Oh yeah. Um, there some of these places have chicken boxes too for like twenty-four dollars, twenty-eight dollars. Mm. Mm, not the way these guys prices are. Wild as fuck out here. All right, so. Last week's episode will be uploaded um, sometime this week. Um, Dolo will be out of town because he is celebrating his baby girl's birthday and the 4th of July. Well, not really. You know, I don't think black people celebrate the 4th of July because... It's like one of those days right. that uh, we happy to be off. Right. So we just, we here to eat. Right. Get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Kick it with family. Play Pop a little dominoes. Fireworks. Some spades. Yeah. Nothing Nothing too wild. Mm, not them spades, though. Not no spades? Mm, nah. Spades nah. gets wild. Oh, yes, it does. Yeah. That's why I don't I don't fuck with it. Mm, unless somebody play that reneges. Mm -mm. Yeah. I just always say, no, I don't know. And <laughs> I walk, and I walk away. Yeah, and I walk away. <laughs> because if you, get, if you get lined up with somebody who's like a pro, 
they're about to air you out. Oh, like, nothing's worse the than whole... the one that count the cards. Oh, I hate that shit. Yeah, but no yeah, thank throw you. Throw that ace out. Throw no it thank out. you. Man, big dog. Yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to Benny, um, Jones House Entertainment. We just went to like an outdoor cookout thing that they had for um, Memorial Day. Okay. And they had a spades table and I was just an onlooker. And things were getting very intense. You know, a table full of black men playing spades and one young lady who was hard to to go up against them. It's just, I wasn't feeling it. Did I was nervous. Newports? Nah, no Newports, no. That definitely, that's... Just a little bit of house plants. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's about <laughs> That's about it. Them old people that smoke Newports and play spades, man. That's oh, they like, different. <laughs> and have the Zelko vodka. What? And a little Sprite and a Coors Light. My grandmother stopped talking to her sister for months. <laughs> Over a space game. Oh shit. So yeah. Well damn. All right. Well, how was your week? Um, my week was good. Mm-hmm. Um nothing too hard. Worked Just out? Pretty much every other day. Had the boys. How often do you work out? Uh Sunday, Monday. Usually four four days a week. Oh wow. Yeah. Are you doing I remember like way back when you was doing like two a days. Are you still doing that? Uh, no. Okay. I have a newborn. And Congratulations. I've tried to get up. Thank you. Thank you. I will definitely set my alarm to get up and I look at it. And I and I'll like, be nah. like, nah, I'm good. Right. You gotta be to work dumb early. Not really. Honestly, I only live about twenty minutes away. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's so not a bad commute. Not at all. That's I'm, a blessing. Yes, it is. Shoot. Only okay. honestly the hardest part is walking to the job. Right. So. Once you get your mind right, that like pulling up. <sighs> yeah. I used to feel like that at my old job. Not this one. This one's cool. Like, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Like, but my old job, I was like, you got to get mentally prepared. get your mind right. Yeah. Because I felt like, as my mother says, I was going into the terror dome. You know what I hate sometimes? You ever have like a, a, a mood and you go to work and everybody wants to play all of a sudden? Like normally work is chill. chill but f- that day you have a, a mood. Everybody yeah. just wants to play. Yeah. When I worked at a school, it's more dynamics, more personalities. This space right here is more intimate. Okay. So it's like everybody kind of does their own thing. And then people may pop up and come and talk talk to you. And then, you know, like we're in my workspace right now. This is my whole space. I'm usually up here by myself till the kids come. Mm-hmm. Um, but people usually pop like right there at the top and then talk to me for like two seconds and peace out and be like, bye. Oh, that's a good day because I deal with people so, all day. Right, and my other my other homie, he's downstairs and he keeps that door closed, so don't nobody fuck with him. He just knows himself. That's all. Right, and I respect that. So my week was pretty pretty dope. Um, declined the opportunity to go home for the holiday. Gas is just way too high. Um, if you've ever traveled to New Jersey or New York, you know that the further you go, the higher those tolls get. And yes. baby, I'm not doing that. Yes. I got shit. I'm trying. You don't to do. go through Philly. Can't you go through Philly? You can, oh. but um, eh, I think I watch too many horror movies, and I'm always triggered. Like, <laughs> what if you break down here? Where will you go? What will you do? Um, there are a lot of different ways to get home, uh, avoiding the tolls, but it's also longer, too. Oh, okay. What's the ride? Like, two hours? Uh, um, It depends on where I'm going. Oh. So when I ran into you at the, what you call it, the picnic, mm-hmm. that was about an speaking. hour just shy of two hour drive okay. where I, I ended up. And so we just went over the bridge every day, you know, to the festival okay. um, where my mother lives is further up. Um, she's more central. So that's about like three hours. And 30 minutes. 
I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Feels like it driving home because if you drove the turnpike, that's a bitch. Like that's that's the worst part of going home. Okay. Getting out of Maryland and getting through Delaware is easy. Um, it's the turnpike that's a killer because it's literally a straight shot. It's two lanes for a little bit, and then eventually it goes to like three, and then it gets even bigger. Like okay. as you go further north. Because I've only been to Jersey what twice in my life. Twice. Yes. Really. I, for a family reunion, my aunt lived up there. My great aunt. Okay. And um, uh, one of my good friends from high school is from Jersey. Awesome. Okay, yeah. You ain't missing shit. <laughs> ain't nothing up there. I always heard about what, uh, Nork? Yeah. Yeah. We actually, we lived there for a period of time. What a time. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Um, we actually, on a couple episodes prior, um, one of my homies that I went to high school with who was running for mayor um, in Nork uh, was on the show. Um, so that episode, I don't even remember the title, but shout outs to Ant. Um, hopefully we hope to actually have a pop-up in Jersey okay. before the summer is over, maybe the fall. I don't really know yet. We're trying and to work that to, out. Uh, you said Anthony? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, shout outs to him. That's a major accomplishment. Hell yeah. So he's kind of about to like bow out of politics, um, but he started the Nork Water Coalition okay. to give residents of the city clean water and okay. access to clean water. So they just got a van. Um, to be able, I think, to, like, transport goods to people who maybe can't get out to the site, which is really dope. But he does so many dope community efforts, so big ups to him. Um, and I think he's in, like, I think he's in, where is he now? St. Louis right now at oh, a okay. science conference. Oh, cool. cool so cool. he be doing big shit. <laughs> yeah, traveling, traveling. <laughs> right. Um, and he was also on MTV's uh True life at one point when we were in high school. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. So he's he's been a he's been around. He talked about that experience when he was on the show, but yeah, he's done he's done a damn thing. Um, all right. So I guess going into um what we're listening to and what we're watching, um, I guess we'll add that people are really happy that we added this segment okay. because people often ask about what we like to listen to, what you know, what we're watching. I try to tell people to divert them to other podcasts for that. <laughs> like, you know, I think, you know, I think we're both big fans of Joe Button's podcast. Yes. So Shout out to him. Um, you're probably like the only person I could really talk to about the show because you actually listen. <laughs> um, and so when you made a reference the other day, I immediately knew what you was talking about. Cause I'm like, I listen all the time. Um, but it's hard cause none of my, they don't fuck with him. So, which is weird. Cause right. it's like, um, I see Joe as a realist for the most part. So it's like, that's why I really He's a little toxy toxy, but yes, that's, that's, that's okay. Yeah, but that's yeah. most Virgo. So, you know, it's all good. And he likes me. Right. So it's, <laughs> ain't it's, got money, it's so, a given. Yeah. But I think the show is definitely evolving. I know when Ice and um, Ish. Ish came on, a lot of people were upset because they were like, oh, these old niggas, I don't want them. But I actually appreciate it speaks to like my evolution as a as a woman. Like now we're talking about shit that I want to kind of hear about, too. Mm-hmm. And you still get a little bit of the ratchet shit too. you know, where they geek. And I think balance, balance. I'm right. good. So I'm, right. I'm happy with it. Um, but in terms of what we're listening to. I don't know. What am I listening to? I've been listening to a lot of Chopped and Screwed music this week. <laughs> Nothing wrong with I love Chopped and Screwed I, I music. I do, too. Like, like, coming home on a late night. Like, Hell, yeah. And I had a on a summer night? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, got the windows, windows down. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chopped and Screwed music. Local. It's lit. And it's crazy because when, when I was a kid, I hated it. Me, too. But as I got, it started to just make sense. Right. For some reason. I don't know why. But, um, yeah, I, me, I, you know, if you watch my stories, most of the time, a lot of the stuff I listen to is, like, old Right, your your music repertoire is yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. My catalog goes deep. Right, so it's like I can go from 
shit, three six mafia to uh corn. Uh same. I Red hot chili peppers. Right. I Whatever. Can, I'm I'm, I'm with all, all that. that. Show <laughs> wise, I just finished Stranger Things. How did you like it? Or what would you rate it out of ten? Or maybe out of five. Maybe that's easy. No, ten is fine. Ten is fine, okay. Ten is fine, but the only reason I'm having difficulties rating it, I was really annoyed with the adults for some ah. reason. Like I didn't like you know how you just want to get to it. Mm-hmm. So it was like a lot of the adult scenes, I just fast forward because it was like, all right, I don't care about this part. Mm. I want to get back to what's going on mm. in Hawkins. That was just my uh, look at it. But I think mm. as far as um, watching it, mm-hmm. uh, for some of the stuff I did catch, uh, it was interesting. Um, I would say. Maybe a seven point five to eight. Okay. Yeah. No, All right. I, I have not finished yet, but I hope to finish soon. You, you you'll you'll like the ending. I think it was. A I nice think I have um, attachment issues when it comes to like television shows. Really? Because I don't want to let go. Like I'm not really was insecure. Hard for you. I was ready for that. Me too. Because get get to it. Let's go. Um, and then I feel like the ending was kind of rushed a little bit. It seemed Definitely like kind of thrown together. Yeah. Um, and I wanted more, but I think sometimes people create endings of shows to kind of create conversations right. so that you can kind of bust theories down with your homies. Like, what do you think about, like, talking points, you know what I'm saying, for people. So, eh. I think nothing was worse than the, um, either, for me, the girlfriend's ending mm. and Sopranos. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now those two left oh. me like, oh my god, like what, what? Oh, so. Well, in terms of what I've been watching, I kind of actually had to like go through my list because I watch a lot of shit at one time. That might be the ADHD in me, but um, as far as what I've been watching, uh, I took a look at Rob Zombie's Halloween again. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I know that he actually just got a deal to do the Munsters. Okay. Um, and a lot of people are upset about it. Um, because they think that, you know, if you've ever watched a Rob Zombie film, that it's extremely gory, you know, really strange. I think one of the films that got a really bad review was The Lords of Salem. If you've ever seen it, probably I'm probably the only person. Yeah, but it's very strange. I was <laughs> disturbed. And I'm normally not disturbed when watching. I'm a horror film fanatic, but I was even like, what the fuck did it, what, what yeah. did I just watch? Right. I didn't know. Perfect example. The young lady that did my hair today told me how, you know, she took edible and she doesn't like to take edibles. And I was like, oh, okay, why? Like, she was like, you know, it's totally different. I was like, gotcha. She said, but for some reason, I'm always taking an edible before I go see Beyonce. And then I feel like when I get into the concert, it's it's giving Illuminati. And she said she had to walk out at a point because she was freaking the fuck out. So I say that to say that's how that movie made me feel. When she said that, I immediately had thought of that when I was sitting in the chair today. Like, damn, well, when I watched that film, there were a lot of, like, flashing visuals and things that were really strange. Um, Of course, I'm not, like, a Satan worshiper or anything like that, but it freaked me out a little bit where it was like, what is this? And why does it if keep repeating? If you ever repeating? get a chance, watch um, Nori's Drink Champs with, is it Busy, Busy Bone? Bone? Yes, yeah. I listen. Okay. I okay. love Drink Champs. That's one of my other favorite um, podcasts, too. And when he talked about a lot of, like, things in terms of, like, visuals and things that we're seeing in music and the content of what people are talking about and what they're rapping about, and I think Joe kind of touched on that, too. Like, the labels won't push, you know, positive rappers. Right. They're going to push wild shit. And it's crazy you said that because I was just talking to somebody about that not too long ago about how, like, like, 
like you said, my music catalog is very extensive. So when I listen to, I guess you would say, the other genres, mm-hmm. most of their music really indulges in, like, day-to-day experiences, whereas though, like, rap is, like, literally, well, the popular rap songs are indulging in either sex, drugs, or murder. Low and vibrational it, frequencies. Right, and it's like, I don't live that life. Like, don't get me wrong, I like some of it, mm-hmm. but I can't listen to, like, I can't listen to Gucci all day. Same. Right, so it's like, I, I always wonder, why is it in this genre, this is pushed so often, whereas though, in these other genres, you have more relatable topics. Right. Where, like, songs are actually hella meaningful to you. Right. Might bust a tear and shit. Like, right. I remember a time. Right. Gucci doesn't give me any time. No. Other than, like, <laughs> it'll motivate me to run. Yeah. You know. Or get some money. Right. That's about, you know, that's or about on the it. way to work where I think I need to wake up a little bit. Yeah. You know, that's about it. But it ain't really giving me too much of nothing. Right. <laughs> I guess what we can do is check in on Dolo and his um, parenting hour. Uh, real quick, and then we going to keep it moving. Make sure I don't FaceTime him. My technology brain is well, off today. Got the experience now. Right. So no more excuses, right? Add this shit to my resume. <laughs> Yo. What's up, Pop-Pop? Hey, come on now. What's good? <laughs> we checking in on you all as well. I did gave full transparency to the listeners where I said I fucked up, you know? Mm-hmm. But we yeah, did. Yeah, hey, we're Hey, everything is fine. I'm better than you niggas. I admit when I'm wrong. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Come on now. All right. Yeah, she's been working this boy. I see. P Valley, watch out. Big Body Benz is hitting the stage. (laughs) So what's up with you, dog? Good though. How the how the how the man shit, I'm I'm good. I'm uh I'm actually upstairs uh in my room. Um, you wanna call it you wanna call the duty or what you doing? No, no, no. I don't have my game. My Xbox not hooked up on my damn oh, bedroom TV. Oh, not in the room. It's not in the room. Nah, I'm a grown-ass man. Come on now. Okay. Oh, so you have, my, you have it in the other room? Like the office room? Yeah. My ah, Xbox got in there. You're about to be yeah. a whole gamer. <laughs> unpacking yeah, yeah, unpacking the, the wire now, in the dark. Yo, come on now. I'm trying to... I'm a, I'm a, that's the last... That's the last... Um, the last room I got to do, you know, I just did Harlan's room. I, well, I did the outline. I mounted her TV. I did the the blind. I put the blinds up and I put her day bed up because she has a day bed in that room. Nice. And um, when she gets here, we're gonna. I'm gonna paint. We're gonna allow her to paint. I'm gonna allow her to paint an accent wall. I'm not gonna paint the whole room. We're gonna do an accent wall, um, preferably the one that her bed is against. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to get a big H, like a big H somewhere, like a wooden H that we can paint. I want it to be the same color as the, the she likes purple. So we're going to go to Lowe's or Home Depot and pick out paints and let her do the swatches and all that. But we're going to paint and um, let her do LED lights and uh, maybe get some chalk paint as well. Paint a little area if she wants to do that. This nigga's, you know, this nigga's you know, open in a hookah lounge. Nah, I like the purple though. Hey, yo. You hey, yo. Purple is hey, yo. Real color. <laughs> What'd you say, Tony? Her favorite color is purple. I, I noticed that when you said that. I said, I like that because, you know, purple is a representation of uh, royalty. royalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. The Asians, um, I learned that from the Asians. I don't know if that's black people said, but I just remember I used to have this crazy purple tie where we're at work. And this Asian man will always compliment me on my tie. Always. You sure he wasn't trying yeah, to bag you? 
Yeah. I mean, you never know now. It's, you know, that was in 2013, but shit, shit is wild out here. So now, you never know. Nowadays, you got to be super comfortable comfortable with your sexuality, you know? Hey, man, I, I love my purple paisley tie. I still got it around here somewhere, but it's, it's big. So, you know, swim ties are in now. So right, right. I really don't wear that one anymore. It'll it's, come uh, back. I think giving, it'll come back. Even uh, Cliff Huxtable versus uh, <laughs> Cliff Huxtable and Cameo versus, hey, like, you know. you know, I'm trying to go more of a, you know, you know, I like to be up to date in my fashion. Anyway, all right. That, so that, we we ain't gonna hold you for too long, but we used the clip for um, submission from uh, mm-hmm. Jazzy Watch Jazzy, whatever her handle is. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, um, I, was, I saw the video. Yeah, it was given like part of it. I clicked off of it. It was giving a lot of Chris Brown vibes. Um, you know, any thoughts? <laughs> you want your your back scratch? You want your uh, air, air filter so... change? <laughs> You want a bitch Look, to fix your, uh, your garbage disposal you, uh, at the house? <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> what do I'm you a, need? I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. Um, I'm not, I don't need a submissive woman. A woman. Um, I like a woman that can match me on multiple levels. So whether it's, financial, whether, it's, whether it's financial, fashion, you know, that's the thing for me. And she um, got to make sure she get the gooch. Fucking, it don't have to be Gucci and all that. It could be like, you can <laughs> the fuck because you you said she got to make sure she got to She got to get the gooch. We're I not just doing learned that. what that is like three days ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you not was doing it three days? Did, did, a young lady, did a young lady tell you what it was? Yeah, it did was that, uh, it? Nah, it was that, <laughs> that anonymous game everybody was playing. <laughs> That's funny. This show is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that was a good one. That was a good one. But nah, bro, it was through that anonymous thing everybody was doing on uh, Instagram. Oh, so you might have been one of the only people who weren't answering their own questions or asking their own questions. Because some of those questions were weird as fuck. Like, where I was like, yo, y'all can't, nobody's asking y'all this. Like, I don't believe it. Uh, it was a lot of weird questions. Did you do it? Did I, did I do it? Yeah, did you do the questions, the questions, right? I get enough weird shit. On a regular? On a regular. Normally, right? Right. Where I had a whole nigga say he wanted to eat, eat my vagina on live last week or the week before last. Right. So we're done. Right. I'm um, good. So how I feel about I just really I don't really care about the submission thing. I just really want um you know to match me. That's all I really want. Just match me, match my vibe, and we we good. Like I don't need you to be uh, whatever you like. It, it, it gives it's weird to me, and obviously it's based on how we were raised. Mm-hmm. I was raised by a corrections officer woman that did all did it did it all. Like my mother is very she. My mother is very hands-on with a lot of stuff. So, like, I was just, you know, like, so that is something that I don't need. I need a woman that's very, um, for, for me, submissive is not it, you know. I remember I got in an argument with my homeboys, um, my homeboys, uh, wife, now wife. Um, at the time, they were just boyfriend and girlfriend, and we all drove down to Virginia Beach. He was living, he was stationed out there, and they were dating, like, strong, like, to the point where she was standing there living there at that point. Mm-hmm. And a group of us, we uh, met homeboys from Buffalo, came up, and I drove down from Maryland. We all just went out, we party, had a good time. Um, he's a Mason, so we didn't went to like a Mason night. That shit was lit. Then there was a group of women, and they all wanted, like, one of them being his girlfriend. And they went, we went to Walmart. They cooked for us, like, at four in the morning. It was mad cool, right? Right. So I'm thinking I'm being the polite, uh, me being the gentleman that I am on my CLB shit. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to wait for the ladies to finish cooking. Mm-hmm. And because uh, they brought the plates out to the men and they just like smacking and chewing and shit. I'm like, nah, 
I'm waiting for y'all to done, get done because I appreciate y'all cook for us at four in the fucking morning. We lit. And we literally, myself and her, proceeded to get in an argument because I was trying to be respectful to their time and her. And she was like, no, I'm a Southern woman. You eat first. And I was like, you giving me Aunt Jemima old school women ain't shit vibes. And she didn't like that. So we gotcha, just kind of went back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I'm thinking I'm doing nice. No. Yeah, like, I'm literally telling her, like, yo, this is how I feel. Like, I respect you as a woman and the things you're doing. And she went hear none of that shit. No. Eat first. We got to clean up the kitchen. And so I was like, all right. And that was the first, and that was my story of the Southern Bell. So for me, submissive shit, that's really not my thing. I mean, you can be a submissive sometimes. That's cool. Like, in a bed, maybe, you know, maybe. you know, that kind of thing. But maybe sometimes. Sometimes it's cool, but sometimes ain't nobody trying to fight with you while you're doing that little grind thing. When you know when the women on top, you got to do the grind thing. Like, trying to, you know, anyway. Bro. So, I'm, hey, hey, I'm just saying, like, you know, it was sometimes the nobody made, like, me. yo, the visual, yo, didn't the video, didn't I see that video? I wanted that to be the clip, but obviously, I, my father and everything. Yeah. But I wanted that to be the clip, but the guy talking about, uh, it don't matter. But anyway, do I, I don't, miss it is a no for me. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, Sorry. you know, we're going to miss you while you're gone for this, what? Is it Pretty a week? Is it, is it a week? Is it two weeks? Um, I leave Sunday and uh-huh. we get back. I get back with Harlan on the 13th. All right. Awesome. So, but we, I'm down with doing a live this Thursday. I'll be available. I'll just like be somewhere quiet, maybe in my mother's basement or something. Right. <laughs> but, um, we're going to do Thursday live and yeah. And then you're going to have to record again on Friday by yourself, but you can do another call and you can find a guest or something. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going to enlist the, uh, the support of my friends. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, I'll I'll release the episode this weekend. Yeah, we kind of so talked tomorrow. about that. I talked about my tequila tasting when shit went downhill. We forgot. Oh, you talked about the how was your week? You talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we got into all tequila of that, bro. Tasting? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll listen. I'll listen because I don't listen to none of the damn episodes. I know. So I'll be sure to listen. I don't to like hearing one. myself either, honestly. <laughs> so no, it ain't people, bad. it's like I I don't I record it. I upload yeah, it. And I'm, I'm done. out of there. Like yeah. So but, when people message us um, and they're like, hey, and when you said something, I'm like, bro, that was like last week. I don't. But Right. Yeah, I, I get, get those random DMs. But I do want to say this. Yo. Um, for anybody, if she if she said that it was a tequila that put her down, that's cap. When I say it was a tasting, this tequila was kind of expensive. So I wasn't pouring her shots. She had a little bit of taste. She tasted it. Uh, both of them. Both of the tequilas I had. Right. You really want to it. tell my business? I, I don't. No, nah, I'm not about to tell the business. But let's just say this, guys. It was not the tequila. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. You, All right. you have a blessed night, night, sir. All right. All right. Get to, y'all to, <laughs> peace, peace. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, yeah, I feel like it was the tequila that put me down. That's mm. where I'm at. I know I had other drinks too. He, he made me think of something interesting, though. I don't mean to go back. Oh, on, no. Go ahead. Part, but um, I think it is a regional thing. Like, cause I remember him saying that before mm-hmm. and, um, it's crazy cause perspective is a weird thing. So it's like to him, he thought he was being respectful, right? And saying let the, yeah. well, as they said in boys in the hood, let the hoes eat first. Yeah. <laughs> and to her, it was disrespectful because she's accustomed to a certain way of life. Exactly. And it's just weird that they bumped heads because it's like, cause I get where you're coming from. So it's like, yeah, you did that. So I'm gonna do this. And for her, it's like, no. Where I'm from, this is how 
Right. It's done. And I think that speaks back to the thing that we said before when we kind of talked a little bit off the air. Like, I think it really does depend on the couple. Like, yeah. whatever rules. Yeah. I think where we get fucked up is that we allow our friends and our families and to infiltrate yeah and the internet to infiltrate your relationship like as a man or a woman you really got to have a brain for yourself and figure out what is the dynamic for you and your person right. and whatever that is you know yeah people might try to clown you or be like oh you a simp or oh you be letting him just do whatever you know if that is truly like you're okay with it then be okay with it then exactly because at the end of the day is your piece that's that question be okay with it because right. when all these bitches leave Red Lobster, you got to go home to that man. Right. You know what I'm saying? So just think about it. Sometimes, you know, your friends will walk you into a burning building. Matter of fact, you just made me think of this too. You remember that scene in P-Valley where um, I haven't seen the second season, but I did see the complete first season. It made mm-hmm. me think of uh, you said, you got, you know, you got to go home back to him. Remember the lady that I think she got a divorce and she was throwing big money in the, in the strip club and mm-hmm. then by the end of the night, she was just, like, crying. Like, I don't want to go home to that big-ass house by myself. And I was like, damn, that, that's that, – some people live like that. Like, Yo, I almost ended up living like that. Right. I almost – I really feel like if I would have mm, – I don't know if he still listens to the show, but <laughs> fuck it, whatever. If I would have married my high school, college, like, you know, everything at the time, there's a part of me that was, like, resistant to that because I felt like that would have been my life. When it came to, like, me wanting anything, I could have whatever I wanted. If right. I told this man that I wanted a unicorn tomorrow, he's going to go find one. If he had to go to, like, another country to go get it, like, oh, he'll get it. Right. If I say I want the solar system here by Wednesday, it's going to be Amazon Prime. Like, it'll be there. <laughs> but there were elements of our relationship kind of like to what you spoke about that, like, it costs to be the boss. You may have this man that gives you all of these things. We went on vacations. We did a lot of nice things, not nice restaurants. Like, there wasn't anything that we didn't do that wasn't nice. And from an IG perspective, you know, a lot of people said when we separated, like, yo, yeah, I was looking mad lit. Like, I thought, and I'm like, bro, we fought the whole vacation. Or, like, yeah. I went through this nigga phone. He asked some bitches for a titty. Like, so, you know, it, it everything has a... Every upside got a downside to it, you know? So balance, you know, hope for the best. I hope for the best. But, you know, you could very well have these nice things. If I wanted any home, I know he'd buy it for me. If I wanted the wedding, I know I could have it. I never worried about that part. I didn't even think about my kids wouldn't have a great dad. Like, I knew all of that. But how would their mom feel? Right. You know what I'm saying? And that was a big thing for me at the time. Like, I don't really think this is a man that I could take it to the next level with because I really got to think about, like, if I'm not okay, how am I going to be good to my kids? Right. And kids are watching you. Right. And so when they're seeing my mother is being broken, but eventually your kids start to recognize who their parents are. Mm-hmm. And they like, nah. And I think we've all had that moment where we like confront our parents, like, why you be doing fucked up shit? Like, why did you do that? Not realizing, I got the hiccups, that they're human. But like, everything comes full circle. So, Where you had that moment, like, why you, why, why you, why you did that? Before you, before, before we move on, mm-hmm. I got a good question for you. Sure. When did that hit you? Like your parents were doing the best that they could, given the circumstances they were in. When did that, like, when did you as an adult Like the realize, aha moment or like I'm mad uh, or both? Let's go both. Cause, cause right. I'm like, as you're talking, I'm thinking about like, I remember when like it finally hit me, like, damn, my dad was doing the best he could. 
And even though at the moment it felt weird and strange or felt fucked up, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, being an adult, you got to make some of these Shit tough choices. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. They didn't tell us this part. No, they we didn't. We just wanted to stay outside late. That's really all it was. That's all we wanted to do. <laughs> what happens after these streetlights come on? I don't want to eat Oreos at 9 o'clock in the morning right. if that's what I want to do. Like, that that's, was my biggest thing. That's it. Like, yo, what goes on after these streetlights come on? Casamigos and hookah. <laughs> that's it. But I think the moment for me... I went through a real rocky period, specifically with my dad at 14. Okay. Um, I was angry with my mom at 13 because she made us move. Um, and it was like where I grew up at the whole time was kind of like stripped from me. And I had to like start over. Um, moving in middle school is like real hard. Oh, trust me. I you know, know what I'm saying? Like yes. where you just like, I don't know none of y'all. I was excited to go to the next grade with all of my friends um, I was looking forward to that eighth grade graduation trip with people that I had been in school with since like kindergarten. You know right. what I'm saying? That all kind of got stripped from me. Um, and with my dad, his thing was kind of like just him not always being present. He was there, but it was like I always say my dad was double dutching sometimes. Okay. Like you was in and out. Not a bad parent or anything like that, but I think he was just managing his own shit. Right. Once I turned 30. Um, so my mom had me, my mom and my dad had me 15 and 17. My dad was 17. My mom was 15. 30 was the pivotal moment for me where I was like, yo, my mother had two kids at this age. You know, she had a 15 year old at that time. I was 15. My mother was 30. That's fucking, I was in the bar drunk as fuck on my 30th birthday. Like, whoa, it hit me. Right. And so the relationship with my mom is phenomenal at this point. We still, you know, hit our bumps and stuff like that, but that's my dog. Like, and I have a high regard for her um, because of the woman that she is and the sacrifices that she made. But when you're a teenager, you're selfish. Like, right. you don't understand that. Um, as an adult, um, yeah, because yeah, I, I just like yeah. With like me and my dad's relationship has always been strange because for the most part in my life he was incarcerated mm. so imagine coming home so i was raised by his his mother mm-hmm. so i've always been a, somewhat of a two-parent home because it was my dad and my stepmom and my grandparents so i've been in a two-parent mm. home all my life but at 11 i thought i knew everything so by the time he came home it's like yo what you gonna tell me like you can't tell me nothing like so we always bumped heads but until i got into my own situation especially with my son it was just like Bro, this shit hard as fuck. Like, is this what he was going through? I'm trying. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and, and that's and that's the shit that is annoying about it because is when you are trying and you aren't getting results, you get frustrated. Right. Or when you're unpacking your own bullshit. Exactly. Like, so with my parents being young, we grew together. Exactly. That's different. Exactly. And so when you grow with your parents, I feel like you come out a different type of kid. Yes. Um, because y'all are figuring it out together. together. And everything like, comes. Example, when, did uh-huh. you, when did you figure out credit? Shit. Or are you still figuring my it out My sophomore. Credit? Well, I think I kind of got it down pat now. I'm cleaning it up. Right. From my errors. Right. Um, but I think I started getting exposed to it, what, my sophomore year of college? Because they that's the prime right. hunting grounds to expose you to that shit. Um, of course, you know, like any college student, you want to be fresh, like you want what you want. And so I got a card for clothes specifically. Right. So bad to say that <laughs> right now, but that is my twenties. Yes, I did. 
Um, well, I was 19 at the time. And I ran that shit up. Right. I mean, I paid it off. It's 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 gone now. But, you know, you live and you learn. Right. So, um, and then the recession. I was that recession kid, too. Like, it was a fucked up time. And the reason I asked that was because it's like, I'm figuring somewhat of that. I'm figuring out that now. Mm. But imagine, because I remember my best friend asked me this. I told you off. Hey, we always mm-hmm. have these deep conversations. And she asked me one day, would you have rather had young parents or old parents? I was like, that's interesting because older parents have that knowledge because they probably all they, you know, they went through all of that. Mm-hmm. So if your mother was, like you said, you was 15 when she was 30. So she was probably just really understanding the game of credit. That's when that, that light bulb went off on my head. Like right. this lady was a young woman. I'm 30. I'm, I'm on the, I'm in the club with no shoes on, on the couch. Fuck y'all niggas talking about him. <laughs> right, right. I'm wildin'. This woman had two children and was being a real mom. Like, I didn't have a mom that dipped out, like, went out. Like, my mom went out. She hung out with her yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. But, like, she was really a mother. Like, my mom was really a mother. Right. You know what I'm saying? Of course, she made mistakes. She made, might have made errors. But overall, we had a mom. Right. And so to be 30 at that point in my life and thinking about her raising two daughters... Whoa. Yeah. I'm shook. Yeah. So, shout outs to the parents. Exactly. For real. (laughs) So, I guess next up, but I would rather have a middle aged parent, like somewhere in between. Not old. I don't want an old parent. I wouldn't. mm -mm. For me being 36 right now, I would be the old parent. And I don't have it in me to really discipline you the way I should because I'm tired. There's a part of me that's like. But you see. I have the wisdom. I'm going to disagree. Only because. Of the wisdom, because your wisdom would probably set the tone for, you know, them as they age. I'm, I'm not saying. I'm fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you'd be ripping and running and, you know, whooping ass. But I'm just saying, like, you know how to set your dominance. Right. Right. I so, guess. Yeah. yeah. But I guess the wisdom does help. You know what I mean? And, exactly. and But also it's that generational thing, you know, where I think black people and finances is something that I talk to the kids about here when they're selecting colleges or career pathways, whatever they're doing. I'm like, y'all, the real flex is financial freedom after you graduate college. Um, And again, this is just the era that I came up in was graduate high school, get a good job, go to college, graduate high school, get a good job, go to college, you know, do, you know, crazy. You say that that because that structure doesn't work anymore. Not at all. And so, I think the world is adjusting as well. Yes, it is. So for me, being in the the position that I'm in here at my job, you know, I'm telling my kids, like, I got kids now telling me they want to be influencers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want to do other things. And I'm never going to kick a kid's dream, but let's unpack, like, what does that look like? And I know you have a question for that later. <laughs> I got we you. definitely want to get into that because that's super, That's I mean, this is an important question, but. Well, I, that's not what I was going to ask. Oh, no, but go ahead. So what I was going to ask you, this mm-hmm. is different. Because when you said the influencer thing, I, mm-hmm. I I had asked some of my coworkers. I said, if you could make the amount of money you make now within three days, let's say once a week, once a month, right? Mm. But you have to work sixteen to twenty hours a day. Would you give up this career to go follow your dreams? What was the answer? Oh, everybody said yes. Yeah. Well. And that's what I think. The influencing thing—that's a because everyone's doing it. Everyone. And we still don't know what it is. Yeah, we don't. 
<laughs> we don't. There's really no metrics to like really like assess outcomes. Like there's really no proven data behind how this works and and how you can finagle it. Yes, people are holding like fake TED talks at hotels and shit, but they basically just calling all y'all broke and telling y'all that they got it like that. I came up, I'm doing it, but they're not telling you they drug dealer boyfriend invested in them. They're not telling you that you know I done fucked up my money three. Like they're not telling you all of yeah, that. Down, they're just like you can do it too. Right. You got to believe, right. you know, and we done paid you $150. We got scam. Like, <laughs> empowerment brunches are just. I feel like just... you're talking about someone specific. But... Oh, no. I, I don't I don't fuck with any of those women empowerment brunches. It's not my vibe. <laughs> like, you. it's definitely, it's not. No, I don't, I'm not going. <laughs> because they're not real. You know what I mean? I would respect the woman that comes and tells me I was dating a big time hustler. I chose to make the money work for me. And I invested it, or I got him to invest in me and my brand. We flipped it. We did this. I had a little bit of legal trouble along the way, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not always marketed like that. Right. And you got to remember, kids are impressionable. Oh, yes. So I see kids when they're showing me the big the big time girls that are here in the city that like everybody want to be like. And I'm like, do you know what they, doing? What they really about? Yeah. Like, And that's not to put anybody's story on Front Street or anything, but I just think... When you're a teenager, you're impressionable. Right. You don't really understand the steps that it took for this person to become this. All the all the risks exactly associated with it. Because right. you could go to jail. Yeah. When you're committing credit card fraud or you're selling drugs or you're doing whatever like that, you know, A is poisonous to your community, B like risk. And they're giving out listen, listen. <laughs> I work in the law enforcement. They are giving out real time. Especially right now. Real time. I just seen a 22-year-old get 125 years. Shit. Shit. So, so yes, Ooh. you have to think. That's your children. whole life, baby. He's dying in jail. That's it. Yeah. And, and you know, my mother, you know, I think I've said it, my entire family is in uh, law enforcement. My mother works in um, the prison system. It's not where you want to be. Not you know, right. having, being a kid whose parents were, you know, my dad's in the military, my mom's in law enforcement, I know about strict discipline, like, all of that. Jail ain't for me, dog. Like, and so those are things you have to think about. We we talk about the city girls running it up, but the bitches was doing, like, real fraud. Yes. That's fed time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to wear new balances and a little sweatpants for the rest <laughs> hey, of your yo. life, let me, let me know. Not the prison fresh. Right. But every, <laughs> every, every jail ain't like Jessup. It ain't nice because that's actually nah. a nicer facility in yeah, comparison just, to, yo, like, other places. Crazy to say that because I just seen a documentary about Rikers Island in 1994, and that shit was wild. If you look at the Khalif Browder story, that's horrible. Yes. Like the conditions were deplorable at that time. It was horrible. Yo, I just was talking to a friend of mine. Yo, it's just fucking funny how we ended up sitting here. And I thought of you when I was talking to her about it. So I went out to Sykesville, right? To the, I guess the state police barracks or whatever. And I did an active shooter training. And, you know, when we got there, I don't even know why this particular job that I was working at the time made us go do this. But clearly, this was for officers. <laughs> and so I think I talked to my mom about it on the way out there. And she was like, look, let me put you D right quick. This might be a little wild today because you know how police do. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. When I tell you that I almost pissed my pants because of, like, I never said my insight, like, my intel to it. I just kind of was like, well, I already kind of know what to expect. I'm just going to cool out and sit back. I felt like we was at scared straight. 
for like a minute. And like when they were yelling, get on the ground. And now he shot, you're fucking dead. You're dead. <laughs> I was like, well, that wraps that up. And the people that we were with at the time, they were really upset about that. They were right. like, they're just so rough. They're just, I'm like, yo, they're the cops, dog. Like they're taught to survive. They're taught to like manage. And it's going to, it's not going to be a, hey, you know what? You might want to watch that because that could have been a bullet. It's like, you're fucking dead. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, that's Oh, trust it. me. I remember, man. My academy experience was crazy. Right. So being outside in that little house that's out there where it's, like, simulated, where they show you, I don't know if they use that for, like, raids or... Yeah, yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had to go in there, and I was like, hey, yo, what is this? I'm not <laughs> trying to... Like, I already knew what it was given, but funny, but I was like, yo, needless to say, jail ain't for me. It ain't, yeah. It ain't for me, and I ain't with it. So moving right along... um, BT did not fuck up my microphone because um, I still can't sing, but they fucked up Giveon shit. He is over here disputing it. They kind of talked about it on Joe's podcast too. Um, I let you see the clip earlier. Yes. Um, I really don't have too much to say on it because I mean, well, you make beats, right? Yes. All right, and you have indulged in music a little bit on yes. creating your own stuff. Yes. So, on, do you have any like? knowledge about the audio engineering aspect of it like with wireless mics or no not really but sound checks the, the thing that i pulled from joe show was the fact that he said um when they do uh what's it called when they do before they do the, the show, sound check yeah when mm-hmm. they do all that stuff some of that stuff happens the day before and it could be a completely different team yep and then in the actual day the team could switch yep so something must have went wrong with that team Someone didn't communicate. Someone must have got fired. I don't know. Maybe someone didn't show up to work. But from the clip I heard, yes, he sounded terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it was worse than the verses. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm still traumatized from that. Like, I don't want to see y'all niggas for a couple days. Like. To me, that shit was like a comedy show. That shit Only one person came to sing. A bunch of drunk ass uncles. Talking, you know the uncle that was a drug dealer back yeah. in the day, <laughs> yeah. and he's still talking to you about how he used to get it, mm-hmm. but he don't got it like that no more because your white girlfriend brought you here. <laughs> so no. So let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were having a debate about this at lunch the other day. Um, Chris Brown and Usher. Like who would win? I said Usher. I would say Usher too, and yeah. I'm not a big Usher fan, but I'm not a big Chris Brown. I like them both equally. Yeah. Um, but I would have but to just, say Usher. Yeah, I'm just, because it's like, man, we remember that time period. And after that tiny desk, I'm going to say Usher. Usher, yeah. 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 He, he he restored my faith in R&B niggas. I was actually just talking to people about um, how, you know, we knew that rap was explicit, right? Right. And then, like, talking about the nasty R&B niggas. Like, how did we get here? And one of my homeboys was like, Trey Songs. He was like, you know, if you look at the evolution of Trey songs, when he cut them braids off, he got very nasty, like immediately. And then, you know, we were talking about uh, different songs from like the 70s era where I was like, yo, they're talking about this. Like, I think the electric slide, I think they're talking about a vibrator. I think that's what it is. Right. (laughs) And so I was like, so how can our parents talk about music being so fucked up? Right. When this is what y'all talking about. But he was like, because it was subtle. I guess an innuendo. Like, you don't really know that that's what it is until you unpack and be like, oh, shit. That's yeah, what like, they I'm not going to lie. Like, y'all might think I'm crazy, but oops. I didn't realize she was talking about touching herself till I was, like, 20. I didn't either. 
I'm just, oops, I did it again. Yeah, like, <laughs> like oh, stop doing it. <laughs> right. Didn't know that. So now songs, he was like, even R&B is like real direct. You know, he was like, yes. R. Kelly, we kind of had to have a docu-series to figure out that he was being a nasty nigga talking like these songs were made in reference to young girls. We didn't know that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And at the time, I guess some of us may have had an idea. But once you start like watching it, you're like, hey, yo. I don't think I can listen. And 12 Play was my song. <laughs> do, I, you, do you get conflicted with that? Every like fucking... Listen, like wanting to listen to... Especially when you're drunk. You know, you might have that playlist or that, that one artist that you want to hear when, you, when you're drunk. And it's like... Yo, like the other day I wanted to listen to Arkan. I was like... Ugh. But even when I said, let me just see, right? Let me see. Like one day, I love TP2. That's like one of, that was one of my favorite fucking R. Kelly albums. I put it on, and as soon as I heard, hit it hard from the bag, I said, oh my God, no, no. Because I immediately thought of kids, and I'm like, yo, this is not right. Like, and I know people want you to separate the acts from the artists and all of that, but it's just thinking about, like, you wrote the the inspiration behind what you wrote was for little girls. Like it was little girls right. and girls that you wanted to be boys and all of this weird ass shit. Like it was just weird. I thought maybe I could be one of those people. Like, you know, when people was like, I'm going to still listen to R Kelly. I never was like, I was like, well, Is it different you for could, you but with Cosby, can you still watch the uh, Cosby show? I don't, honestly. You never watched the Cosby Show? No, I did, but oh. I haven't, like, tuned in. When okay. all that shit popped off, and I don't think I stopped watching it because of the trial, per se, and all of that. I just think I never went back to it. Okay. Um, and maybe because I never saw myself in them. Do you feel like his sentence was worthy? <sighs> I just have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Um, the 70s were a fucking time. Okay. I, oh, no, no, not Cosby. I'm talking about oh. Kells. Yeah, what do you get, 30, 30, 30 years. years? And so he'll be, like, what, 90 or something? Depending on how old Depending he if he makes it. And they don't really like um, child is he, molesters. Is he state time or fed time? That's state. a good question. Mm. I don't know. That's a good question. We need, like, the, Pro- probably, the people in the back. Like okay, Joe like. <laughs> Yo, bring that up. <laughs> we just said, Dolo was like, if we make it, like, then we can have extra people. Because normally it's me, like, <laughs> but doing this and this, I'm like, well. Perhaps, maybe it is, but yeah, he got 30 years. And I knew that that was going to happen because all of that shit with that documentary and all of that stuff. But I'm still going to stand on what I said in previous episodes years ago when we like sat and unpacked this whole shit. That docuseries was disgusting to me. Um, It also made me reflect on how older men interacted with me as a teenager because I was a bigger girl and taller. I didn't always look my age. Um, And I'm not going to lie. Niggas are nasty. Just just to sidetrack for a second. Mm -hmm. I do hate that about this generation. What you mean? Like what part? They don't look like teenagers. Like we look like teenagers. Yeah, we did. Like if you go back, our pictures are like mortifying. Like it's like, (laughs) hey, yo, nah, X out. Exactly. Please. (laughs) But at least we looked like. Even with the fashion at the time, we still yeah. look like kids. You could tell. I hate the fact that nowadays, like, it's it's just weird. Like, the makeup, the lashes. It's like hate, you had to you, if, if, you had to look for like to you were ready to transition to right. that. Like to that was a rite of passage to grow. But now girls are so young and like they grown. But like you said, the influence, right? It's that influence, and right. it's like I would be scared to have a daughter right now. Hell personally. yeah. If I had a daughter, I would Because be I would have to reprogram her all the time. And then then it becomes, well, are you being, like, uh, um, 
what I'm trying to say, like one of those parents that aren't with the times or whatever. Like, you know, because like, you know, when we were kids, we wanted to be with the crowd mm-hmm. in a sense. So if that's what the crowd is doing, but it's like as a man, and if I had a daughter, it'd be like, no, you look like someone's going to approach you that's way older than you. And I don't know if I feel comfortable with sending you out like that. Yeah, I think for girls, I mean, for, for young to men, too, no, it, it probably to a person who's like, you, we all know the people that's going to be extreme, probably listening to that and be like, what kind of man? <laughs> but I think there is no gradual like evolution for girls. I feel like you young, yeah, you, you cute, yeah. you're like that's you're bad. young, you're cute, and then you just become immediately sexualized. Yeah. Um, they say that little girls are sexualized um, and have body image issues and things like that as early as three to four years old, like where people are like, that's grown, that's inappropriate, that's that, whatever. Um, but the times are different and they just go straight from like this to that immediately. It's, just, it's, just it's a rush. Yeah, it's it's just, a rush. I, I'm not going to hold you. I don't like it yeah. at all. Because I know if I had a daughter, I would. that would be one of the things that I would probably be like bumping heads with my daughter about. Like you're not going outside of that. Right. And it's not even so much about, like, other people. Like, I'm not really worried about other people, but I want you to, like, I tell the teenagers that I work with, you don't want to be burnt out before your time. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you do everything before your time because you're trying to be grown, right, you don't really have nothing to talk about. Just don't be in a rush to grow up. Like, that's what I always tell my kids that I work with. I tell my boys and my girls that, like, Take your time. My mom don't let me do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, because your mother knows what's out here. Like, I'm trying to tell you. If you was my mom, would you? I'm like, most definitely. Yes. It's a wild world out here because for, the, for young men and for young the women. kids are still green behind you. Right. They don't understand, like. Or danger. They don't get it. Yeah. I used but, to know, like, let me take, let me. Sometimes there were some instances where I was like, hey, yo, I got to go. Because I had the parent, like, you know, again, I feel like when you're a law enforcement person, you run your life very different. Everything's a case. Everything. (laughs) My mother thinks everybody is a piece of shit. So if I say I'm going to the mall, bet. I see my mother walking. Like, she thinks she's inconspicuous, but she's watching me. Right. You know what I mean? I had a very active parent. Like, I'm watching you. You know, I'm monitoring, like, I might not be listening to your phone calls, but I'm monitoring the content of y'all conversation. What the fuck are y'all talking about? Right. And like I said, I think it's different when you have, not to say that you shouldn't worry about your sons, but with with black women, mm-hmm. especially black little girls, because you made a statement about the sexualized, I think uh, statistics said that most black girls, six, starting at the age of six, are sexualized. Mm. And that's scary for any black father. Like, that's really scary. So I just think, like I said, I get it. It's the times, but I just know if I had a daughter, it'd be. Take your time. Yeah. Let's take your time to grow up. But I guess it's the values that we all influence as well. Because sometimes parents do aid in that, too. You know, because they want their daughter to be their friend or, you know. that's probably difficult for a parent. Like you said earlier, with your mother being 30. Oh, she was not. And you being 15. I mean, you had a silent mom. Right. But for some Body out there, like, trust me, I told you I work in the courthouse. I've I'm seen sure. some wild shit. Yeah, where the, the, you can't tell who's the mother and who's the daughter. And right. Until the mother says, oh, that's my daughter, 
Like, I'm over it? Yeah, like, right. that's crazy. And also, I think, too, I always think of Napoleon Dynamite when the uncle was the football player and he okay. kept, like, throwing the ball because he was trying to live that dream. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that parents try to live vicariously through their children. Most definitely. Where I'm going to give you, and I think in black families, that's a big thing. Where I'm going to try to give to you everything I didn't have, but sometimes that overcompensation breeds monsters. Um, and you're breeding a human being that isn't that, that doesn't always turn out to be the best, if that makes sense. Right. Because you're trying to overcompensate. So I'm going to give you the car. I'm going to give you the Lambo. I'm going to bring a camel for prom. Like, I'm going <laughs> to do, like, I mean, just wild shit, like, where it's real. I didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? So I want to give that. And I think instead of giving our kids these grandiose gestures of, like, wild bullshit, like, let's leave them some, like, stocks, some bonds. I know we don't like to have, like, because some niggas be like, oh, here we go. But, yo. Yo, I ain't going to hold you. I we go a- too hard for prom and for graduation. Like, high school graduation shouldn't be the bare minimum where niggas is like, oh, my God, you made it. Okay, we still got some more to go. Yeah. And I ain't going to hold you, though. Listen to the people that I had listening. I had a conversation with some good men last week, some uh, Marines. We exchanged the conversation about, you know, why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And it still sticks in my mind what the guy said. He said, yo, I'm just playing the game, bro. Like, this is the game they gave me to play. And I'm going to know all the rules to this game so I win. So for all you kids out there that have these dreams or these goals or go into the working class or whatever you're doing, know the rules to the game. Yeah. That's going to always help you win, knowing your rules. Ooh, the ultimate finesse. Um... So I guess next up, we talked about R. Kelly, P. Valley. Uh, I mean, look, y'all going to see more DKs on the screen. Okay, guys? Like, <laughs> And that's pretty much it for me. Um, I understand that it may be different to not uh, see men being sexual with one another, but it is a thing. And I think we I think we said it best before we started recording. That's just not our normal. Yeah, nothing. And listen, I have no problem with people like who out like meaning our like straight people. That's not right. our normal thing and, to see. And that's not to shun the um community, the gay community at all. Like Hell no. Nah. Yeah, do your mm-hmm. thing. But for for people who aren't used to seeing certain things that will kinda It's taboo to them. Yeah. Like but I think at the end of the day, like representation is important it on is. all fronts. It and is. you know, Sometimes when your uncle comes to the cookout and say that Uncle Chris is his friend, that's really his man, and they be doing it. Right. And that's how it was back in the day, though. <laughs> right, like, that's I my had friend. A, I like, had a, yeah. a, a, um, a cousin that was a lesbian, and she would come with her friend, and it was just like, oh, that's her friend. Mm-hmm. But, of course, when you get older, you realize, no, that was who you were in love with. But times have changed, and uh, the world is definitely more accepting than ever. Right. So. And, you know, I'm a big firm believer of loving your partner out loud, whatever that looks like for you. So, as you should. Hey, it is what it is. I guess next up in loving people out loud is um, this debacle on a carnival cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> from, a, from a threesome gone wrong. So, like, I, I want to know how that started. So, it says that uh, the carnival magic was just off the New York Harbor. They were wrapping up an eight day cruise early Tuesday when. Basically, a whole brawl just jumped off um, where people started dancing. Two people started fighting on the dance floor. So an eyewitness shared a video of a brawl that where she claims started all over um, an alleged cheater who took part in a threesome with other passengers. So 
Teresa James, who was a travel agent um, on the trip, she said that um, she witnessed a brawl from her door. She says that it started just before 2 a.m. on the ship's fifth floor where the dance club and casino was located. Um, the ruckus lasted for about an hour. Oh my God. Let me tell y'all something about Carnival Cruise Lines, okay? Carnival is the fucking ghetto, all right? Like, I went on a Royal Caribbean trip nine days at sea. Don't ever do nine days at sea because I thought I wanted to throw everybody that I came with off that boat. I got delirious at a point. But when we pulled up next to the Carnival Cruise, they were lit over there. Now, my 20-something-year-old self at the time was like, I think we're on the wrong fucking boat. <laughs> Right? We're on the wrong boat. Like, they're fucking lit. Royal Caribbean is more like family, established adults, quiet. It's going to get a little ratchet some nights, a little bit. But it ain't all that that's over there. When the Royal Caribbean boat and the Carnival boat docked and we all got off, you could tell who was with who. Mm. So, me seeing this right here, I am not surprised. And also, back when I went on that cruise, I think that was like 2012, that's when that boat, the Carnival Cruise, got stuck out in the water where they lost power. They oh, lost yeah, everything. That, yeah. yeah, we literally passed that boat, like, <laughs> in the ocean. And I was like, damn, this is fucked up. Like, so, you know, y'all might want to stop fucking with Carnival. They got good prices, though, but um, not a good thing. So they said that they started acting like ignorant fools on the last day of vacation. She ended up tweeting, um, recall being at the bar, listening to my own music, sipping a Shirley. She might have had her head, her ear pods on. Like you say, you put your headphones on. <laughs> if the DJ whack, and, I right, put my headphones on. Sipping a Shirley Temple, and then the brawl just broke out out of nowhere. Um, some of the passengers were left injured and cut up from glass, and most of the ship's security was called to restore order. order. I mean, and I've seen the video. It was wild. The police are investigating it. They escorted them um, once they got off the boat to, to shore, you know, I guess they want to investigate it and take care of it. I don't know what kind of threesome these niggas was involved in on the boat. Must have been some wicked. Like I said, like, how do you even approach the person? Like, first of all, how have did you been he on find a cruise? Out? No. But I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Do Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy because the commercials, like, when I thought about it, I was like, hmm. The commercials don't show the other side. Baby. But, a cruise is like a bad reality TV show. Mm. Depending you on. I just gave VH1 an idea. Depend, I would love that. <laughs> Call me. But seriously, a cruise gets wild. You're with these people for days. And it is usually towards, like I said, the last couple of days where I wanted to like murder everybody that was on the fuck. Like, I had one friend who just, I don't even know. This is fucked up. I don't know that we're really friends anymore after that trip is over. They say you don't know somebody until you live with them, borrow money, or go on vacation with them. That's so true. But she really, like, cut up, like, while we were gone. And it was getting, like, progressively worse as the days went on. So there was a point where it says on a hot tub, where the hot tub is, like, legit fucking hot. Like, you're sweating, and you're in the Caribbean. It says no food in the hot tub. Shorty's coming with two ice cream cones. Big Teddy's just walking, ice cream's dripping all. I'm like, yo, what are you doing? It's kids out here, yo. Like, she, like, it's just, this is not the place. Right. This is not the place for that. And then you sit in the water, splash the water everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And it says no food. People be wilding on the boat. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm not surprised. The boat that we were on actually um, got 
picked up on the news for trafficking drugs. And, you know, I made a joke about it the first day when I got on there. I said, yo, these niggas look like they, <laughs> yo. I was like, these niggas look like cartel niggas on here. I was like, this is weird. Like, the staff look weird. It looked like something out of, like, a Robert De Niro movie where everybody wasn't who they said they were. And I was like, I was freaking out. I'm like, yo, these niggas look weird. Lo and behold, that boat got confiscated because there was drugs on that boat. Mm. And I'm, I was not surprised when I, I said, yo, I called my friends like, yo, here in Baltimore, because we sailed from here, which I do not recommend anybody ever does. Do not do that. You will be at sea for like two to three days. Don't do it. But when we got on the boat, I was like, this boat is ratchet as f-. like. This is not like any other cruise that I've been on before. And I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if this boat had like drugs on it or some shit like oh, that. Oh, you jokingly said that. Right. I jokingly said it. And then when we came back, we the boat ended up on the fucking news. <laughs> DA so, was waiting. Okay. <laughs> so, and I really think the lady that was our waitress at dinner, she was in on all that shit. Hey. Yeah. She had a different outfit from everybody else. And I was just... <laughs> She probably was the leader. <laughs> she, it wasn't giving head chef vibes. Right. It was giving like, this bitch name is Griselda. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, I think we're almost at an hour. We can go to our scenario and then we can um, wrap it up. So. So I don't have anything messy because y'all know y'all like to tell me about y'all having sex with your friends, your boyfriend's friends. And I appreciate you adding me to your close friends and all the nasty things I've been seeing from you guys. But today we're going to take it on a lighter note. (laughs) (laughs) And we are blessed to have a real life scenario in person. And they're going to ask their question themselves. So you could take it away. Okay. So Monday feeling a little frustrated at work and a question came to me mm-hmm. and the question was, am I going to choose myself and who I want to be or am I going to settle for where life is? I feel like I'm at a crossroad and being at that crossroad, I know I have to make a choice and in making my choice, I have to be one confident in my choice two, content with my choice and three, I have to understand that my choice will require me to be all that I can be in it. So mm. if I chose, because there's no point in half-assing it, right? right? There's no point in, if I'm choosing myself, that means I have to do everything that's going to move me forward into who I want to be. Okay. If I'm choosing to settle, and I hate to use the word settle, but if I'm choosing this career path, it's no point in me being the pawn at this job. I want to be the king. Mm. And that's how I look at it because, like, we, the conversation we had about the other podcast when he had his experience with the target worker, mm-hmm. and he said the day before he met a nice target worker who you could tell loved her job, and his experience was Enthusiastic, lovely. yeah. And then the next day he came and he met a shitty cashier, and the experience was terrible, and he got frustrated with the cashier. But that made me realize that some people have come to a conclusion that, you know what, this is where I am, and me being here, I'm going to be the best version of myself in this that I can be. I think that 
that's the attitude that was ingrained in me by my parents. Like, if you going to work at McDonald's, you be the best McDonald's worker. I think I've excelled at every job that I pretty much worked at. As you should. I was working at Baby's RS. I could sell the shit out of a breast pump. I was 16. <laughs> I didn't know shit about a breast pump, but I went and learned about it. I think if you're enthusiastic about work, it makes the day go by easier. It does. Like, Absolutely. go get interested. And if you're not interested, then step off. Exactly. I respect that. To your point of what your question is, is that all of your questions? Yes. Or is, okay. It's so like, how do you decide, one. What direction? What direction to take. Okay. Because so each, each one is beneficial and each one you're going to have, you know. Different outcomes. Yeah. So I have some questions just to figure out, like, how we would navigate this, right? Um, and this is, like, so dope because I often get asked these advice questions and I, I want to ask the person more to get more clarity, but unfortunately like they write it to me or email it to our podcast or to my DMS on IG. So I don't really get to go too deep in it all okay. the time with them. So who exactly do you want to be when you're saying like, I'm trying to figure out if what I want to be choosing yourself, like, can you like go in depth in so that? For me, I've always had a love relationship with entertainment, mm-hmm. whether it be music, being behind a camera or certain things that pretty much indulge in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had this fear of the road because the road will be hard and it will be harsh. It's like pretty much like when you on 695 and you hit that construction part of the road. Ooh. and Fucking up your alignment. Right. And then eventually <laughs> what happens is that road smoothens out. Right. But me being a dad now and having real responsibilities, am I willing to take that road and take my family through that road? Mm. So it's like, mm. yeah, I may eventually become who I wanted to be, but mm-hmm. what did I sacrifice in that? Will the person that I'm raising my son will still be there? Mm-hmm. Will the uh, family support still be there? Mm-hmm. Will my kids be able to benefit completely from becoming who I wanted to become or will they grow up and not really have the best and only eventually come to the best once I get to where I want to be. And they may be adults by then. Mm. Cause like, you know, some of my favorite celebrities, some of them didn't become famous today was 40, 50 mm-hmm. plus. So it's like, like I remember Steve Harvey said he was homeless and he had two daughters at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, do I want to take my son, especially in this country, Right, with everything happening the way that it is. Right. Do I want to take them through that experience? Right. Or am I going to take this career that I'm in and take it seriously to the point where I've raised in power? Right? Because Mm. both of them are beneficial. Both of them take me away from home. Right? Mm -hmm. But one still keeps money in my pocket. The other one is a variable. Exactly. Right. Well, that is a lot to unpack. Exactly. So having having had a long term relationship with somebody that also kind of did not similar to what I did, but he was in the field of entertainment as well. um, And he was into music. He had a high paying job. Very, very, very well paying job. Very well, like exceptionally well for himself. There came a day where we, I think, were going to, I don't know where we were going. We might have been going out to dinner or something like that. And he turned down the radio and he was kind of like, 
how would you feel if I quit my job? Like, what does that look like for us? You know what I'm saying? Because I expect at the time that we would be together long term. Um, I was proposed with this opportunity. So he was proposed with the opportunity to be able to uh, tour in South Africa and then do like a series of other festivals, right? He also was a parent. And, you know, they were going to offer him a substantial amount of money to do this tour. Um, his production and, like, music, he wasn't, like, the typical, like, rapper where it was, like, please take this and go. We don't want to hear it. Go be, like, a doctor or something. This is not for you. He was truly, like, really good at his craft. Like, and being his friend prior to dating him and watching him evolve, you are really good at what you do. He had a studio in the house. I watched his, like, he would get up in the middle of the night, and I would maybe, like, wake up and use the bathroom and, like, kind of peek in on him. And he was really committed to this and would still get up, be a dad, go to work, like, do all of these things. But his passion really lies in that music realm. Like, he enjoys that. He enjoys performing. Going to his shows, like, watching him do that and how he, like, lit up even though he has this job making a substantial amount of money. But then here I saw a different side of him that I never saw before. And that was also very, um, I guess, admirable for me as a partner. And, like, I was, like, I'm happy to see my person happy. You know what I'm saying? So then, like, moving forward, when he talked about quitting his job, I said, well, what does that look like for us? You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not with you for your bread, um, but bills got to get paid. We all have responsibilities, and we have, you know, even though his daughter was not biologically mine, we have your daughter here. Like, what does that look like for her? Because she's a daddy's girl, like, she wants to be with her dad. She loves her father. Like, it was, they, if they had hard-eye emojis on their faces, like, they love each other. Could she stand to be away from you for that long? You know, do we come to see you? Like, how, how does this work when you're gone on this tour of, like, these different festivals and you're doing all of this different stuff? What does that look like? Bigger than all that, what does that look like for her health insurance? And I guess I was asking questions that, like, I don't think he had thought of all the way. He kind of thought of it, but not really. But then I was like, listen, I support you in whatever you decide to want to do. I think just devise a plan, you know? And even when I went through a, a fork in the road for my career and I thought about walking away from something, um, he was like, yo, like, whatever it is that you want to do, he was like, do it. He was like, but let's talk about a plan collectively. So I guess my question to you is, have you, like, talked to your partner about what you're feeling and what you want to do, or do you feel like that would be well-received if you talked about it? Yes, I do. Um, she's very supportive mm -hmm. and, and it, to an extent. Um, but we're both Capricorns, so, you know, most of Ooh. us are logical. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So we're logical in the way we think. So the certain questions you're asking is like it's the same. Like, well, that's how, a big time household over there. <laughs> what are the kids? If you don't mind me asking, what are their signs? Uh, two, two, two. What's that? Pisces. Oh, you got a Pisces baby. And, Your um, oldest? No, that's the baby. Okay. And the oldest is an Aquarius. So we are like right behind each other. That is old. Wild dynamic yeah. household, but two Capricorns together. I've, I've, that's big. My sister is one, so you know, I know right. y'all. Right. So that's a big, whew. That's a, it's too, like what I say, that's like 
two Dr. Robotniks going up against each other. Like, right. who's the better boss? Or two, I don't know, two Raidens. Like, there's <laughs> two. It's two because y'all are very dominant personalities, mm-hmm. um, leaders. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, I can see why you say when she, when you said she supports to an extent. Because it's like, I'm logical. What does that look like? Yeah. What you mean? Exactly. And how will this impact us? Right. Like, me and you, us as a family, what what does that look like? Right. So she may, what, need a plan? Yes, but also seeing me stick to the plan. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we like proof as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I, I have a plan. Mm-hmm. But again, it's still in the back of my mind of like, am I going to either take this leap into that? Or am, am I going to be the best where I am? Mm-hmm. But either way, I have to be the best. I can't settle because, like I said, both options reward me with something. Right. Um. But one role just might be longer than the other. Right. And the other one might leave me broke for a couple. <laughs> right. A couple months. Now, would she be willing to pick up? I guess some of the responsibilities if, okay. <laughs> I mean, because that's a real conversation that yeah. has to be had, you know? Um, and, and you know, it's crazy. Cause you said earlier, like even with the influences, how they don't show the hardships that they go. I, I feel the same way about some of the celebrity stories that we hear. Like, yeah. What's the lady that did the um, central park five? Uh, Ava, Ava, Ava Duvernay. Yeah. Am I pronouncing her name? I'm always fucking somebody's yeah. name up on this damn show. But we, we, I apologize. Everybody know yeah. what we're talking about. They, she didn't pick up a camera until she was 33. Right. But it's like, what did you go through Probably before you lot. got there? You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like, for a lot of us, especially in this day and age where you have nothing but constant highlight reels on your Instagram or your Facebook. You think life is ESPN. It's right, not. and it's like imagine going through because, again, I imagine that road having a lot of pitfalls. Mm. So it's like, who would I become at that pitfall? Am I going to stay confident in where I'm trying to go? And does your family sustain itself exactly at that time? And then what does my mental look like when I go through that pitfall? Right, it's like, damn, I'm at the lowest that that I can ever be, and I'm watching everybody be who they want to be per se because you know, Instagram, everybody not who they post. To be or who they present themselves to be, right? Right. That's why I say post. <laughs> but some people fall into that loop. You know what I'm saying? Like I told you before, like sometimes I feel like I gave up a smaller hamster wheel for a bigger hamster wheel. Like don't yeah, I'm I can make moves now. I can buy little things here. I can get fresh. I can get the kids fresh. Bills get paid. But ultimately, I don't want to be seventy or first of all, I, I want to die at like ninety, ninety five. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be that old and be like, fuck. I didn't do what I wanted yeah, to do. Living exactly. life with regrets. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Jay-Z. I like imagine, <laughs> like, 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 think about Suki really, like, Suki, you 85, you ain't got too much longer. That's all you're going to be thinking about. Yeah. It's like, what you I mean, I think do. about shit that I didn't do in high school. Like, I wish I would have took another path or did something different. Yeah. You know, so but I again, definitely agree. This is what I also believe, too. Like, the universe puts you where you need to be. And that part. Sometimes that frustration of being late for work, you may have missed a track the trailer that was going to smack the shit out you and kill you. So it's like, well, I'm late. Fuck it. I'm late. Because I could be speeding to work, running like, trying to get to a place that I don't even want to be at. 
Right. And then get hit by a car and now I'm in the hospital. That part. When I could have just, you know what? I'm late. It is what it is. So in applying this theory that you just gave us, right, about um, dodging, you know, danger or harm, what have you, um, because you're late. Or putting you just in the right space. Like, what's the uh, kid? What's the white boy Rick? Mm Mm-hmm. He just so happened to be going to the principal's office. Child. And got a role. Uh, what's the boy that played on um, Grownish, the the stylish one? He just happened to be getting on the elevator. Right. So it could be that, too. Right. But to say what you're saying, uh, I guess when you said everybody has a purpose, everybody has a role, everybody has something that they're supposed to be doing, not to defer from what it is that your desires are, but – do you ever think that maybe fulfilling your ultimate desires is like being a dad and like being a, being a, you know, not saying that you are not, but like a supportive and like a part, like being a wonderful partner, being a wonderful father. Like those are the things that I want to be, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say the only reason I'm saying no is because the desire is just overwhelming. Mm. Why? Because I don't feel like I'm living in my purpose. Mm. So I love being a dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm in love with the person I'm with. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like those things were supposed to happen for me. Right. Because I'm a good person, naturally. And I feel like um, the way I think uh, is progressive in a way that I should be able to raise two young men. Right, because I was raised by great men. Right. But still it's something in me that says There's something else. Yeah, you have this, but it's not in the right place. Like Mm -hmm. you have this this over here, but you want what you have here to be here. Meaning like I I can see and feel where life is supposed to be as far as like how I I want it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's 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 that's what that's the frustrating part about my life right now. It's just I know it's there. Like I know it's there. Because I've always felt it. Like I've always felt like I'm supposed to be doing something here. And in doing that, I can provide opportunities for my family. Mm. And being in okay. this space. Not saying I can't do it with Right. The you other can do thing. it with both, but right. you would prefer your dream? Exactly. Okay. Because I know that I, I know that wouldn't be something I would just solely do for money. Okay. Like I know that wouldn't be my motivate like this because you have a passion. Exactly. Right. The job is cool, but I do it because I have to. Exactly. Okay. Like the question I asked you earlier, like fuck yeah, I'm gonna do sixteen twenty five. Shit, I work eight days in the motherfucking row <laughs> to do what I love. Right. But this over here. I feel like a pawn. Right. And that's that's the issue with me. Like, I don't think I'm a pawn. I know I'm not a pawn. Okay. But I feel like a pawn. And I know great leaders have to be pupils first. I know that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the people that know they're meant to lead don't feel like pawns. Right. Like, you ever watch certain movies or certain... You ever watch The Wire? Yeah. Like, certain characters... That got killed in the wire, you'd be like, yo, why did he die? Or why did they were pawns? Mm-hmm. 
most of the characters that we could relate to was in positions of power. I, no, I as much as people like Bodie, I guarantee you nobody related to Bodie. No. As much as they loved his loyalty and his willingness mm-hmm. to you know put himself and mm-hmm. sacrifice you know to sacrifice himself. Oh yeah, that's cool. But I don't want to be you. It's still side-eyed. Like, well, yeah. why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, I don't want to be you. I like, wanna... I get it, but why would you do that? Exactly. Like, I want to be Marlo or Stringer or Avon. Not in the sense of, like, that's who I really want to be. No, but in terms of leadership and character being rip- able yeah. to run, nope. run the shit. Like, like, nobody wants to be Robin. <laughs> right. But I think people also have to understand that divine order in that sense is like you do need like how you need the light in the dark you know what i'm saying you need batman needs robin he definitely does because robin does have his moments right but i think we always look that the second person ain't like the robin ain't nobody but not necessarily though he serves a purpose right you know i mean the best way to put it to be honest when you think about mike and scotty scotty was really the better basketball player but what drove my hands, hands down. Yeah, I mean, thank you. Athletically, everything. Scotty was he like when you really watch some of that old stuff as far as NBA wise. Scotty was really like the better ball player. But it's a long ass applause. I tell about this that's cool. every week, but, but that's Mike, real shit. Mike just had that that ambition and the and the appeal, right. and I'm gonna say that Mike had white man's appeal. Honestly, <laughs> that's my opinion. You know, I'm a sister, so right. I'm gonna say after watching that documentary, baby, you was kind of tethering on the side of like you had more of the appeal. Right. We don't even talk about how important Dennis Rodman is. Right. Like right. you didn't do this by yourself, right. and that's what pissed me off. You know what I mean? And I don't think these other people got their shine. But my question, well, not my question, but for you, you have to have money to fund the dream. That's true. Right? And that's the, that's, so before you even go there. Go ahead. That's the part of the plan. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, this is where I want to be. But what does, what do I want to do in entertainment? Because one thing I feel like I have to find is my footing. Yes. Like, yes, I can do other things, but I can't do 20 things. Yeah, to narrow it down to what you really want to focus on. Right. So that's the first step right there. Right. So. I've come to look at you solving your own problems. Yeah, Go ahead. I've come to three <laughs> conclusions, which is I've been told I have the gift of gab. So it's talking, maybe radio, podcasting. I always have a thing for pictures. Like I, I feel like I have an eye for pictures. Like I take a million pictures of her. Sometimes it's annoying, but it's always like you have an eye. And the same with film, like all day. Sometimes I'm seeing certain things and like my music catalog is very extensive because, and this is like a vulnerable moment for me, but Uh it's extensive because that's how I see life. Like I can tell based on what you listen to. Oh, this song would be perfect for what I'm looking at right now. Right. Or this song or the way she's walking. I wonder if this would be her theme music or, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's always been like, it's always been there for me. And again, it's that desire, like knowing that it's there, but I'm not touching it. That's why I get frustrated. So the first thing is kind of what we talked about. I'm one of those people, we friends, right? So I'm going to gas you. 
not in a way to your demise, right. but to push you, <laughs> to push you to be your best. When I listen to your music and if I've ever like given you feedback or if you send me something and be like, yo, check this out, whatever. Like I truly, I do listen. No, I, I never you, like commented on like two of my yeah. beats. Yeah. This shit is fire. And that's, as the kids say, no cap. <laughs> right. So the shit is fire. There's truly talent because you have an ear, right? You have an ear for all things that are music that are good. Right. I say try all the things. You don't know what you will excel in right. if you don't try it. Right. So I know you have talked about having the podcast, and I know, like, Dolo even says, we all say it, like, yo, everybody got a podcast. Okay, everybody got a makeup line, everybody sells lashes, everybody sells hair, etc. You don't know where you will excel or what you will love the most until you fully submerge yourself into it right. and actually like give yourself a timeline. Right. Even for this show, as much as support we have, um, the people that, you know, listen to us, that write to us, that join our, like, like all that shit, there's still a goal and an end time for whenever where we feel like if this is not really producing any results, that we're either gonna find something else or go back to the drawing board or whatever. And I think that's how Dolo and I's team works because I'm more about relationship building and connecting with people. He's about the numbers mm -hmm. and the results. And he keeps me grounded in that sense. Like it's gotta be, we gotta have an end game here. So I say to you in terms of advice is yes, A, money funds the dreams. Your job, look at it as a tool or a gateway to fund the dream. Right. Right. Shadow other people that are doing the things that you're interested in. I'm so happy that you finally, like, came to do this. And I know you said that you were nervous, but you did a phenomenal fucking job today. <laughs> so where most people, I'm like, hello. Like, you know, I didn't really have to do any of that with you. Um, you're knowledgeable about life, period. Right. right. And you have a lot to offer in terms of your experiences and things like that. Do all the things. You just got to start. Right. That's the thing. I never was into this podcasting. What the fuck? Me? Nah. You could get a good conversation from me at the bar and chop it up with you or, like, you know, with my friends and things like that. But somebody actually, like, pushed me into this. And I started off on another show. Um, and there was someone else, you know, that saw something in me that I really didn't see in myself. And that show was thriving. But my my cohort was not serious. Right. They weren't serious because life be life in. And I don't think that they were irresponsible. I don't think anything, but there were elements of like us coming together where they weren't serious. Dolo too was on another show. His cousin is going on. She's like blossoming in the comedy realm. She found her, she found her niche. Like that's her thing. Right. Um, but we, so we both were left without our old shows. Right. And we supported each other. We bigged each other. We did a lot of different events, things and all of that. So we were like, let's just combine forces like superheroes and see what we can do together. Right. And right. let's just try the things. There are times we weren't consistent all the time. There were times where we argue. We still do. Cause we're different. <laughs> Trust me. I can tell. Yeah. I'm a Pisces. He is a Leo. He's bossy as fuck. You know what I'm saying? I love him dearly. That's my bro. But there are elements of us that are very different, but we also keep each other grounded at the same time. So you got to, but you got to do the things. I think that if I didn't have that partner on that end to direct me and steer me in the direction of like, stay here. This is the goal. This is the thing. 
perhaps maybe your partner can serve as that like t- a- accountability person, how you would for the gym or anything else that you do. You, you show up in that. Right. So you know how to be accountable. Right. You show up for your sons. You know how to be accountable. You show up for your lady. You know, even if you make errors along the way, you know. Right. You know. Yeah. And you will correct it. And it's funny you say that because I've said, I've had those conversations like, bro, people don't realize they have traits that they say they don't have. They just apply them in other areas. In other areas. Yeah. So I say to you, do the things. You want to do podcasts and you came here, right? You want to come next Friday? We don't have Dolo. If you want to do it again, do it oh, again. I'm down. <laughs> Whatever. I'm down for that and I open that space for you, Right. right? You want to do film, find people to connect with in the film industry to maybe shadow and see. Because you may have a vision for something, right? Like, I have a friend who is into fashion and design. He puts on phenomenal shows with adults, children. He is phenomenal. And shout-outs to Darius. Um, You know, he's fucking phenomenal at what he does. I may have an eye for certain things when I'm, like, if he asks me opinion about something. But that is not my expertise. You feel me? And watching him produce a show and seeing all of the elements of what it takes would make me be like, oh, this is not my skill set, you know? Shadowing, I tell my kids this, job shadow people, ask people. I thought I wanted to go in law enforcement because my family was. So when I went and shadowed a couple different people at the jail, like my mom's at a big jail, I was like, hey, this is not for me. And I'm glad that I went. I'm glad that she made me do that. And she did that, made me do that shit during um, my fucking winter break. And I was <laughs> like, this is not what I want to do for college. Like, right. I want to chill with my homies. But I appreciate her for that because it got me into like, all right, it gave me more. Di- I was steering my boat in all different directions, but it had it got me over here now. So do all the things. Submerge yourself in the things. And it's going to be hard because you are a new dad again. You know, and you are raising a, another beautiful young man. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, being a partner takes a lot, too, because date nights and things and watching the shows and doing all of the things that y'all do together. You right. feel me? Like, that's a thing. But convey your wants and desires to your partner and share your plans with her. Let's talk about how we can do these things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that if you have that accountability partner, you shadow other people in their realm of expertise or whatever it is that they're doing, you could figure out like, yeah, that's not what really what I want to do. Everybody wants to do podcasting, but I'm going to tell you what's the hardest part is the commitment. Yeah. Because when you start putting out shit, yo, people will be texting me personally sometimes. What the fuck are you doing? Because I ain't get no episode. Right. Then you have some people be like, y'all going too fast. Can you stop for a second so I can catch up? It depends. But I know the people that really support, people are like, yo. Like somebody hit me today, uh, one of my homies, and he was like, yo, I appreciate having a, like y'all took a break for a second. I was like, actually, we didn't take a break. We forgot to upload it because we was lit. But I said, yeah, he was like, because I got a chance to catch up. And I'm like excited because now I'm caught. I'm caught up. I'm good. But people are going to be looking for that. And if people support you and they love you, they're going to be looking for it. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> they're going to be looking. I think it's fireworks. They're looking for that. So just be prepared to be committed. And so in all the things that you do, Jim, being a pops, being a man, being a man to your lady, and being whatever Tony wants to be for himself, you got to be consistent with producing that content. But I think now you did this here, Right. You have the equipment. You have all the other things. You just had some, like, barriers yeah, to getting it done. Virus. 
on my laptop. It ain't over. Yeah. Oh, no. It ain't over. (laughs) But now it's time to connect with some photographers. Connect like, yo, can I come like shadow you on a shoot? Can I just come check out and see what you're doing? Like, I don't want anything, but is it okay? You'd be surprised how many people be cool with you picking their brain. Like, and just popping up and seeing like, I'm not professional. I just kind of want to see you in your element in your element and see what it takes film i got to be a part of a a a show where a friend of mine was filming it didn't get picked up at all but to watch him do all of that work that it would never be for me (laughs) nope but i commend people like there's a lot that it takes to create a documentary to create a film period right even if it's 10 minutes i was in a short film i literally had like a two minute cameo we was there all fucking day. You saw me for two minutes. I felt a way about that. Yeah. But be not like because that. I want to shine, but because that was a lot of work, right? Right. I have friends that work for Essence, that work for BT, and, and, and I'm watching them in their, in their element, and I'm like, hey, yo, I thought maybe that would be something I would want to do. Hell no. Nah. No. So I say go show up to the things. Find people. This phone is great, but it's also horrible at the same time. <laughs> yes. But it connects us to people. Right. So use that. And if you have friends, you can always ask me. I will find you a photographer. I can find you a whole bunch of them if you want to shadow them. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm definitely about to hook up with my uh, boy Jesus. Uh, See? Mula Productions. Um, he does great work. And he's uh, back and forth from here to New York. That's okay. where he's from. But that's where he does a lot of his filming. Mm-hmm. So... Me and him about the link. And, um, yeah, I'm going to find it. So I don't think all is lost for your purpose. Um, no, I don't either. I you don't, know. Yeah. But I just want to affirm that for yeah. you as your friend. Like, I, it's all is not lost for you and your purpose. And, you know, at this point, because your life has changed, because you have welcomed more life into this world, right now, you know, that postpartum thing for women and supporting, you know, your lady and all of that, that is a big peace for right now you know and you can still do all the things just know that it's just your road will be a little harder to be traveled because you are carrying your family on your back too just do right by them and everything else will fall in place that would be my advice to you (laughs) so do all the things and you can do all the things I appreciate you um I know your work schedule is crazy I know you have your family, the kiddos, all of that. You do a lot, and you've always done a lot. Like, I've seen your hustle from where you were then to right here. I commend you. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Do all the things, though. <laughs> Thank you. Do them. So and I will. That's I definitely my will. So, I mean, do you feel like you got some direction now? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. Okay. Because I it, really know you got the answer. Yeah, like, the question. Y'all are logical AF. Yeah. The, once I asked myself the question, I had already started putting <laughs> the, the plans in place. And write out your plans. Like, maybe tomorrow, you know, grab yourself a notebook. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. I already did that. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Everything is. Like, I so even you have. already. Yeah. I have a show written out how I want to direct the show and as far as podcasting. So, yeah. It's just. Come on, friend. Putting it together. (laughs) Just do it. I'm coming. Just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the only way you'll know, like, I've had plenty of friends to be like, I'm going to start this podcast, and, like, literally a month later, they're like, bro, no, this is not, I don't want to do this. You won't know what you're into until you do it. Right. So do the things, try the things, and sometimes even the things you love don't fit your mold anymore. That's not for me anymore. I want to do something else. So I encourage you to do all the things. 
any support that you need, any help, you know, I'm here. You can ask me. Um, and you got support. So, you, and I, I know that you that. have, of course, and I know that you have a phenomenal partner too, like to kind of chip in and help, you know, kind of steer your, if your logic goes this way, she going to balance you out and bring you back to, all right, but we still got this. We still got that. Right. But also in your divine purpose, like understand, like being a dad is something that everybody can't do. That is true. People can give birth to kids, but everybody is not a father. That's true. And so you have that blessing to have this wholesome two-parent household. And I know, like, people go through their struggles, their challenges, but the fact that you remain present and you ain't going nowhere and you're going to work through it, (laughs) that says a lot because most people run. I can't. And that's men and women. Most people run. When shit get hard, people like, nah, I can't do that. For me, I got to see the outcome. Period. I'm stubborn and... My goals, so. As you should be. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully so. So I hope that that was helpful. It and I'm was. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see what comes of all of this, for real. So you know I'm going to ask you. I got you. Like, Tony, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be me. So I guess to wrap it up, um, I don't, I'm, I'm not making it to my function. That's dead for me. Yeah. Because I'm, um, I'm starving. Um, what did you learn from this episode? That's normally how we wrap up things. Um, I learned that submissiveness is <laughs> <laughs> about healing. Amen. <laughs> nah. Um, Amen. I did learn that. I'm going to heal you out of your pain. <laughs> That's fucking weird. It's subjective. I mean, like I said before, what works for you works for you. That part. Uh, it's always going to be pros and cons in every situation. But like you just said earlier, for some people, they stick it out. For some people, they take the necessary steps to figure it out. And for some people, they run away. And that's just what it is. Y'all niggas got to stop running from y'all problems. It's not good. Yeah, they always going to be there. Yo, I think there there is a, I don't know if it's a book or a passage in a book, but I think it's called The Final Curve. You run into every corner, eventually you face yourself. Got to stop running. Oh, that's deep. You got to stop running. Deal with your shit. Handle your shit. Um, but yeah, submissiveness, um, I can't heal you. You got to heal yourself. It's not your responsibility either. The worst person to ever be in a relationship with is a person that you got to love out of their pain who is not willing to transform themselves. Like, they're not willing to do better. They're not willing to try. They don't want to do it because that victimized mindset don't really require for you to show up as much of anything. That's true. You'll be stuck. So I'm not going to think before you <laughs> and and be your genie. Um, I think best practices for men and women, be your partner's peace, yes, but also encourage them and apply the pressure for them to be their best selves, period. I agree. Whatever that looks like for y'all. So that's about it. Oh, before we go. Oh, yes. Go can ahead. I just mention my uh, friend's shirt line? Big Perk, go ahead. Uh, his name is Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Jeremy. What's and, his handles? Uh, his clothing brand line is Homeless Trillionaire. Okay. Um, it's a Baltimore brand. And his Send handle. Send me the page. I want to check it out. Is He only got two shirts, but. I mean, but I want to see. Of course. <laughs> I'm t- we we trying to get on the money, though. You know I'm nosy. I want to see. His, uh, his personal page is germ underscore T underscore Smith. And uh, he's one of the fashion guys. So he's really into fashion, too. All right. And I, he has an eye for it. So That's what's up. So make sure you check check this gentleman out. Um, I'm going to go be nosy. I know. <laughs> 
Tony's going to send it to me. I'm going to go be nosy. Um, but that's pretty much it. So this has been another Black Podcast. I'm Suki, accompanied with... Tony. You will. And again, yes. Westside Tone on IG. Big Pearl. It's Westside Tone. Right. Sorry. And no, he's not training you. No, I don't train anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I really was at a point like, yo, I need an accountability partner. Like, bad as shit. I can do that. To push, to, but somebody to push me. So my trainer and I, we broke up because, like, he just be yelling at me. And that is not effective. Like, you cannot just keep yelling at and me. And it's not suitable. Why are you yelling yeah. at me? Like We're all adults here. Just talk to me and tell me what you want me to do, right. and I'm cool with that. And then you have the trainers that like want to like sexually assault you, like on the <laughs> low. They're here to fuck. Honestly, that's why I stopped training. Oh, oh, I feel like it, you told me it, it that. Turned, it always turns into I have a crush on you, and it's just like no, you I'm cannot, here for the money, guys. You can't, you can't poke your trainer or allow your trainer to poke you, <laughs> right? It's just, it's, it's not. business. Just keep keep it, it, keep it cute. Like, keep it cute and keep it on mute. Right. Like, it's really that serious. No, I really enjoyed my old trainer, but, like, he was just psychotic. Like, and I couldn't deal with that. So the biggest thing, pinpointers that I want, I mean, I already started, like, a little bit of, like, weight lifting or weight training, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, like, more direction on, like, what to do. So that was something that I wanted. But I just kind of started doing my own research and figuring it out on my own like what to do because I was like, I am not interested in like a romantic fling. Um, but nor am I interested in being berated for like an hour at the gym. Um, like Dr. Now on my 600 pound life. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been another black podcast. I'm Suki with Tony. Make sure that you tune in, follow us on um, IG, the ABP show. We definitely changed the name. A lot of y'all question that because another black podcast was way too long for Instagram <laughs> um, and for people to remember. So stay dope. <laughs>